0: you of all your failures and long-forgotten sin. Oh, you
1: know His blood has washed you white as snow. Still in your mind, the battle rages and threatens all. stand. Just remember you can put your faith in God's
0: unfaith.
2: To have a conference with your children, Lord. So that we can lay aside every thought, everything, whatever that bothers the people's mind. Lord, at this moment we laid it aside. Lord, this is your children, they're coming together. Lord, to worship you under one name. The name above all names. The name of Jesus Christ. In that name, Lord, all the sicknesses can be healed. In that name, and all the darkness, the light can shine through. In that name, you can lead us through the shadow of the valley of the death, Lord. How we thank you, Lord, you have done the great thing. Lord, even thinking about to the last year, and at the same time, Lord, that you fulfilled the vision in my daughter's alive, Lord. Give us a baby. Lord, I forever thank you, Lord lord i'm sure all these children we can all praise you and say the holy 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 unto the name of jesus what a great thing that you have done lord even by sitting here when the world is falling apart lord there's integrity that in the young people's mind they don't have to be worried about they don't have to be wondering that and don't know that who they are don't have to wonder that what gender they are lord they can come in over here and the lay aside of everything that in the world and give you praise and give you honor. Because the Lord, you are still in the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh God, you can still deliver because you have forever is our deliverance in our heart, Lord. Oh my God, we give you all the thanks and glory. Lord, I pray you, Lord, while we're worshiping you, even at the end of the last year, I was thinking about the brother Andrew said, Lord, and we're waiting, but we're worshiping, Lord. So, Father, we're carried on. Lord, as we come together, Lord, we raise up our voice to say, Lord, we believe you. Our presence is here to show that we're still the overcomer. Our presence is here to show, Lord, that you are the overcomer and overcome that all the evil that in this age. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we commit our salvation to your hand. Lord, and may you anoint your servant to the brother as they come. Lord, has already ministered on a Wednesday. Lord, as they come behind the little pulpit again, may the Holy Spirit anoint your servant and speak to that each children's heart. Lord, we don't want to just thinking about our problems because the Lord, in your presence, all problems is fading away. This is a time that we give ourselves. This is our time we dedicate our whole being. Lord, all the evil ones we cast them out. All the demons we cast them out. This is the place where your children can meet at our God. Lord, if a God hasn't become a personal God, Lord, I pray. Don't wait till don't let the children wait till Sunday or Saturday, even tonight. Lord, let a problem be forever permanent until it is solved. Lord, we don't want it just a religion, Lord. We want a God to become a personal God. We want a God to come on us in. Lord, and not just a community church, Lord, not just coming here for a social gathering, but this is the time, Lord. If there's anything that we needed, Lord, we need to meet you, Lord. Oh, Lord, come on the sand. Lord, you anoint your servant to speak to the word that we need to hear. It. So, Father, as we give ourselves to you, Lord, we're ready to hear from you. Speak to it our heart. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we're expecting. We know you're going to meet the need of your children because we come with such a desire in our heart. Speak to it our soul, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Praise the Lord. God bless you as you have your seats. Healer of my heart. Can you play that right now? Amen. I was thinking of. This song and just the testimony behind them, and that you know sometimes you you've met the Lord, you're born again, you've been filled with the Holy glo- Ghost, but there just comes a time in your life where it just seems like something's broken. You just can't get past something. You can't enter in the way you used to. You know, God is still the healer of our hearts. There's a line in the song that Sister Linda wrote, "Only You." It's one of my favorite lines in any song. It says, "In His presence, there is healing for body, soul." mind, and that's my God, amen, so we're going to sing this as we just prepare, amen, for the word, I trust you to enter in, if you need healing this weekend, our God is a healer for you, for whatever your need is, amen, so let's sing this, you are the healer, oh you are the healer
3: find out in a little bit amen so you just wait because I know he has something to say just knowing where the Lord has been leading just in song so I'm already in anticipation so I'm just passing that on to you you got Lord has something special in store amen amen I pray I've been waiting here all day I told I told a couple people I said I feel like today has been super slow in time you know why because I feel like I've been waiting at the gate service tonight. So when you're waiting for something, it just can't soon enough. You know what I mean? Who's ever gone on a trip before? You're like, man, it just can't soon enough. Count the days down, count the days down. I felt like I was counting the minutes down. I sure hope you were too. It just dragged for me, but I'm here. I'm here for one purpose, for the Lord to meet us tonight. I have a scripture I want to open the meetings with. It's in Genesis 32. All right, you can turn to it. I was just going to go for it, but you all went, so I'll wait. We're a Bible camp. It's only 6.57. We have all the time in the world. (laughs) Amen, that's what we came for. Amen. I was just, just pondering before camp, Lord, what is what is your desire and what's your what's just what do you where do you want to go? How do you want to move and deal? And I just thought in my heart, I thought about Jacob. That Jacob went over and he said, So went, so went the present over before him. And he spoke the scripture speaking of his wives and all of it that he had, and himself lodged the night in the company. And he arose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his eleven sons and passed over the fort of Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent them sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And, therefore, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Oh, those are words that I'm sure that each one of us have called out, Lord, I'm not letting you go till you bless me. he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. He said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince, thou hast power with God, with men, and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, "Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the place of Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. I know there's a bit of a lengthy opening scripture just for the meetings, but I wanted to set a tone. I thought, Lord, I'm not interested in a camp. This is what I wrote on my notes. I am not interested in a camp for our children, our youth, a conforming camp. I have no desire for any one of you to conform you or just to feel like you have to just kind of structure yourself into some message box. That's not what camp is for. That's not what any service is for. Lord, I said, Lord, I want a transforming camp. That's the passion of my heart. Not to just say, well, you know what? How many people have gone out and said, I'm just going to throw my CDs away. My goodness, I got some social media accounts to delete after camp. Some of you might even are preparing right now. Well, after camp, i probably to delete something. No, no, no. That's a conforming. If it's just because you're doing it because you went through an emotional event. But a transforming event... You will delete the account. You will throw the music away. And never go back to it again. That's the camp I desire. Amen. Amen. That you can come like Jacob did. He can come face to face with God. I say my life is preserved. I said Lord. Could we get to a place. A secret place. I pray that when you crossed over. The gate of camp. And you came through the gate like Jacob. I pray and if you haven't done it. Do it right now. Put everything across the river. He, his wives. He took his possessions. He took all that he had and left it there. And said, I have to do one thing. And he went back. He went across the river, Jabuk, And he went and met God alone. Alone. And so I pray you left everything. Every thought. Every passion of the world. Every thought uh, of the past. Attachments of friends, influences, things you're connected with, all of this. I hope, I pray, leave it at the gate. And you came to camp. You said, Lord, I've come here because I want to meet you face to face. (laughs) Because Jacob didn't get conformed. Jacob was never the same again. And that is my prayer. That is my belief for this camp. That somebody... Just somebody is going to walk off this camp back like he did because Jacob was scared to death to meet Esau. And some of you might be scared to death to walk against an enemy because you know he's there after you. But when Jacob came back across the river, there was no fear no more. He said, all right, I'm going right ahead. No, no fear. He knew exactly who he was and he went to meet Esau with no fear. You're going to be able to walk across the camp transformed Amen. and say, devil, I now know who I am. Amen. Last last year at this time, you heard a service called Breakthrough. <laughs> who broke through? Well, I know many, many did because it was quite a thunderous atmosphere. Let's not have to break through again. Let us be through. Let's just keep going wherever we left off there. Amen. Heavenly places in our soul. Amen. And so that's what my prayer is for this camp, as Brother Andrew would come, that we would encounter him. Maybe we'll be changed. We're limping a little bit after. He left it all behind, but you're going to hang on. I don't care if it's to the very last service. Hang on. He said, Lord, I ain't leaving this camp until you bless me. Brother Brown says, The angel, Lord, touched Jacob. He went different from then on. He was a big, fine, running coward on one side but a limping prince on the other. You walk different. You think different. He wasn't afraid to meet Esau then because he had wrestled with the angel. He said, amen. Think on your ways. And so I'm praying this evening, this next few days, we have Friday, we have Saturday morning, we have Saturday night, and Sunday morning, and it'll go like a flash. But I just pray, just leave it, park it, set it all aside. Say, Lord, I'm here on the other side, and I'm meeting you, and I need a transform Is that your desire, this camp? Amen. Amen. Brother Andrew could come. We're so honored, Brother Andrew. I see you coming there. I want you to make your way. We're ready, desirous. I'm going to sit in my seat. I'm expecting incredible amounts of God's blessings upon us tonight. Sit on the edge of your seats. I know some of you are on a mountain. Some of you did some serious activity. But pinch yourself. Be alert. Sister Megan, I even wrote on my notes, we're not interested in a 12-step process. (laughs) We had a gentleman come to our church, trying to show us a 12-step process to how you can be a better person, a better Christian. (laughs) We don't need no 12-step
0: process.
3: (laughs) We just need the Word. We just need Him. You just need an encounter with the angel of the Lord. Amen? We don't need nothing of that. And so, Lord, tonight, as Brother Andrew would come, we're going to sing the song, Healer of the Broken Pieces, again, the chorus, as Brother Andrew comes. And I pray this weekend just be an incredible moment in his presence. I said, Lord, I know, I know many of you, you ha- your heart is, is so focused on Jesus. You have broke through. You, 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 the Holy Spirit is filling you. You have such a desire for him. I said, Lord, would your presence come? So impending, so so tangible, so near, that somebody who come here came here that has no desire, but yet the presence because of our worship. Yeah. Because there's those here that are so desirous for his presence to be so near. Can't help but be so convicted in that atmosphere. As Brother Ed's, Brother Brian said to Brother Abe, when he comes, something good happens. So if those of us that are so desirous, Lord, I'm going to on the word tonight. I want your presence to be so tangible, so personal to me. That somebody sitting beside me might not be moving an ounce, but when he comes, something good happens. Because I drew, I pulled something. Encountered this one beside me that wasn't even budging, but when he came, a desire was awakened. That's what the word can do tonight. So you pull, he comes. Something good will happen. Amen. And the healer will bring the broken pieces and mend the brokenhearted tonight. Amen. Let's sing that as Brother Andrew comes. Healer.
4: say God bless you this evening, it sure is an honor to be in his presence tonight, isn't it? Amen, we know that if his presence is here, that all things are possible, amen, I don't know a better way, there it is, I I don't know a better way tonight to open these meetings and to uh, share with you what's burning on my heart, and that is that we've been sent a prophet in this generation, it was different from the pastor, it was different from the evangelist, but he was sent to declare his presence, that he is here. I believe the Lord uh, vindicated his presence among us Wednesday night, but I believe that same presence that was there in the sanctuary has come to this camp here this weekend. I know he wasn't here before you arrived because he doesn't dwell in wood and pews and carpet, but he dwells in the hearts of his people. And how many tonight will agree that he is here and he is here to do wonderful things. Amen. Let's just bow our hearts before him tonight and maybe just in Godly order brother to brother sister to sister you just lay your hand on someone standing next to you and you would just join your faith together as a body of believers here this desiring the spiritual move of the holy spirit and let's just invite his presence to come and and move among us in a special way heavenly father lord as we gather here on this friday evening father lord the first service of this series of meetings in this lord winter camp 2023 Father, as our brother Michael has stood here tonight and Lord, he is so expressed upon his heart that Lord, he's not desiring just to see another winter camp. He's not desiring just to see a reformation or Lord, to see a temporary change. But Lord, there's a deep calling to the deep in the heart of Lord, our brother, to see a change, to see Lord lives touched. Now, Lord, I believe that same desire is burning in the heart of every believer here tonight, Lord. Father, we've not come to be seen or to be heard. We've not come, Lord, for another service. We've not come for another meeting. But, Lord, we have come to worship you and to honor you in the power of your resurrection. And, Lord, we know that we're two or three are gathered together in your name, that you sit there, I will be in the midst. Lord, there's more than two or three here tonight, but there is a house full of believers, and Father, they're coming into unity, Lord, under one mind, in one accord, under one message, Lord. Father, under one faith, under the one true living God. Now, Lord, as we join our faith together, we say to the devil, Satan, you are defeated in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We show you the exit sign tonight to leave the premises, leave the area, area, Satan. You have no abilities, you have no rights in this place, and Lord, we welcome you to come in this building. We welcome you to walk among us, Lord. We welcome you to go into the secret places of our hearts. We invite you to go into the places, Lord, that maybe would be hurts and would be misunderstandings. And Father, we're not here for just an emotional high. We're not here for just a sensation, but Lord, we're here for change. And Father, we know the only thing that can bring that change is for your word that is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart to be released in the atmosphere, to walk the avenues, to walk areas, Lord. Now, Father, we Commit this meeting into thy faithful hands. Forgive us, oh God. Forgive us of our failures. Forgive us of our shortcomings, Lord. And may you draw us closer to thyself by thy presence. May you bless our brother Father Tom here, Lord. May you bless our brother abundantly, Lord. Father, may you bless the ministry here, Lord. We pray a special blessing upon our brother and sister Biscal tonight, Lord. Father, we pray a blessing upon this assembly, dear God. Father, I believe that there's an anointing that is just permeating the atmosphere of a group of believers. It's not in and they're not given up, but Lord, they're giving it all they've got. They can see the finish line, they can hear the drums of the finish. Oh, God, Lord, the gates are already hung and hinged, Lord, waiting. Father, your prophets and the angels are breathlessly awaiting the arrival of this word born bride. Now, Lord, may this weekend be a step closer, Father. May it be another dimension, Lord, in fellowship with you. Change us, oh, God, we pray. We commit this meeting in our faithful hands. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we do pray. And all the believers says, amen. Amen. And amen. We say God bless you this evening. If you have your Bibles while you're standing, we want to turn uh, to the book of Matthew, the fourth chapter. And uh, while you're turning there this evening, we want to take this opportunity to greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know a better name on heaven or earth to greet you in the name of the Lord. and we. I want to say it's a real honor and a privilege to be here once again. We thank you, Brother Tom, for this invitation. And uh, we say God bless you to all the ministers. And, uh, and we just sure appreciate this assembly very much. You uh, have a very uh, special place in our heart. And I was telling Brother Tom, it's just like family. Amen. Just coming back home to family. Amen. And we sure appreciate you all and want to bring a greetings from my wife, Mariah, and our family there. Um, she was going to come with us, and then we found out within... Just a matter of weeks that little Malachi, our little firstborn son, had to have a passport to cross the border. So it didn't work out this time, but we pray the Lord sometime will allow them to be here with us. And you all can meet my wife and our little baby. And we sure, sure appreciate them. And I believe they're listening in this evening, so we want to say God bless them. And tonight we want to look here in the word for just a few moments in the book of Matthew, the fourth chapter, and I know some of y'all been up on the mountain, some's been skiing some been sitting around drinking coffee, <laughs> fellowship and having a good time, but now I've got a question, How many's going to help me preach? Amen, amen. amen. I, what's the rest of y'all going to do? <laughs> amen, oh, God bless you all this evening. Matthew, the fourth chapter in the 23rd verse. And Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Now we all believe that Christ is the healer. And his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments. Now notice what he says here. And those which were possessed with devils and those which were lunatic and those that had the palsy and he healed them. Amen. Amen. And he healed them. Now, I also want to look in the book of Acts, the book of Acts, the 10th chapter. Uh, the book of Acts, the 10th chapter. And I want to read a few verses there, beginning uh, in the 34th verse of Acts 10. Peter here is preaching a sermon to the Gentiles, which I believe is a spiritual utterance. Amen. And as he's speaking in the 34th verse, Bible says, then Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel. Now notice this, the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. Now that word, I say, ye know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism, which John preached how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Now we're still reading about the same God in Matthew, the fourth chapter, but now in Acts ten thirty eight says God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Matthew 4 says he was healing all that were possessed of the devil. Acts 10, 38, he was healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. How many believes here tonight that same God is among us? Amen. Amen. We ask the Lord this evening to add the blessing to the reading of his word as you can have your seats here this afternoon. We want to, uh, just by the help of the Lord for a few moments, if we may, I want to speak to you on a thought, accepting his provided healing for you, accepting has provided healing for you. believe here this evening that our God is the living God. Amen? I I believe our God is still in business. How many agrees that God is still in business? I I believe he's still in the saving business. I believe he's still in the healing business. I believe he's still in the delivering business. I believe he's still in the business of restoring. I I even believe he's still in the business of revealing this message. Amen to the hearts of those who are hungry to receive a revelation of what God has done in the age that we're living in. Now in the message to see Jesus, nineteen. 54, Brother remember says the name God, the word ever appeared in, he said, the first name God, the word ever appeared in was I'm the Lord that healeth thee, taking away all the sickness and things from them. He said, Jehovah Rapha. Now Jehovah Jireh was the provided sacrifice, but Jehovah Rapha was the Lord that healeth thee. See, God is the healer. How many will agree that God is the healer? See, and then Satan cannot heal. Let's just, let's just get that established right here before we go any further, that God is the healer and Satan cannot heal. He said, then when you see the sign following that spirit of healing, he said the blessings of God, then you realize that it's coming from God. He said, now don't misjudge it. You judge God rightly and may the Lord Jesus tonight appear in this auditorium in the resurrected power of his being. Amen. I believe that he is here tonight to appear in this auditorium in the resurrected power of his being. Now, Amen, the only way that you'll see him is by a spiritual revelation, right? Amen, I believe it is a spiritual revelation of his presence, amen, being here right now that will release the understanding to you that if he is here, then healing is here. But I said, now he is here tonight or he has said something that he cannot back up. He is here tonight or he has said something that he cannot back up. We got a spiritual revelation that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday Amen, today and forever. Amen. He said, now watch. His power is here now. Amen. His spirit is here now. His healing is here now. His salvation is here now. Everything we have need of right here now, the Holy Ghost is moving on the building right here now, would save every sinner, would baptize every believer, and would heal every sick person. The atmosphere that you are feeling in this building tonight is enough atmosphere, amen, to save every sinner. to baptize every believer in the Holy Ghost and to heal every sick person and upon this rock amen I will build my church and the gates of hell amen cannot prevail against it he said oh don't you believe that God is revealing himself to the human heart by the spiritual revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ I want you to catch this where is this revelation coming into brother Branham said it's not coming into your mind it's not it's not coming into your eyes it's not coming into your Flesh, it's not even coming into your spirit, but this revelation, Amen, is coming into the human heart. What is this revelation of? It is the revelation, Amen, that if He is here, Amen, then His salvation is here. Now, Reverend didn't say if He's here, then my salvation is here, Amen, or my healing is here, because it was not a man doing the saving. It was not a man doing the healing. It was Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that had taken possession of a son of man and was manifesting his divine attributes through that flesh. And one of those attributes was, amen, the attribute of divine healing. Now, you may ask the question, someone asked Brother Brandon, said, what is healing? He said, healing is your personal faith. In a finished work at Calvary Of the Lord Jesus Christ What God did by him at Calvary Purchased your salvation Amen and your healing What God did through Jesus Christ At Calvary Amen has purchased your salvation And has purchased your healing Now amen I I hate to ask this But if we can just leave that ear monitor turned up It's going up and down Amen if he purchased your healing If he purchased your salvation Amen that he is here tonight To make good the promise of what He purchased for you to receive over two thousand years ago. Now, when you start talking about healing, you actually realize there's two types of healing. There is a physical healing, and then there is a spiritual healing. Now, amen. If you had a if you had a cancer in your body and the Lord miraculously healed you, amen. That would be a physical healing. Amen. If you were blind in your eyes and the Lord miraculously gave you back your sight, amen. That would be a physical healing. Amen. If you were crippled or whatever the condition would be, and the Lord moved. Upon that condition, amen, and healed that, then that would be a physical healing. But the prophet says in 1963, he said, There is more to the ministry than divine healing. See, amen, the sickest body I know of tonight is the so called body of Jesus Christ. Amen, it needs spiritual healing. And there is only one bomb that I know that will heal, and that's the word. Amen, there's only one thing that will heal the sickest body, amen, on the face of the earth that I know of. Amen, and it is not our music as much as I love our music. Amen. It's not our rejoicing or our emotions or our sensation. Amen. But the only thing that will heal the sickest body I know of, amen, is the Word. And that's the sick body that we want to stand up in the strength and the vitamin power of the gospel. He said, that's why I use so much of my time, amen, to strengthen the church by the Word. Amen. Our strength is not coming from the way we feel. Amen. Our strength is not coming from the room or the that we're in, Amen. But our strength is coming from the Word. That's why you're living in the greatest age that any young person can ever live in. It's not the age of a partial realization. It's not the age of a partial understanding, Amen. But we have come to what a prophet would call, Amen, the perfection of perfection, Amen. It is the Word has come back to perfection, and the Word has come open. I heard him say today. He said, and when the Word has come open, it has released, Amen, the Holy Ghost upon the church. Amen to manifest the spirit of the word. Listen, I propose to you that you are not going to leave Laodicea. Amen. As a weak, beat-down, sickly, he meant barely hold-on group of young people a word that has been released in this generation and it's called the message of the hour and it's got enough vitamin power in it, amen, to take you from pornography to deliverance it's got enough divine power in it amen, to take you from the strongholds of depression and mind battles into the liberty of the word of God listen, I believe we need physical healing but I also believe we need a spiritual healing, amen, and the Bible says in Psalms 41 verse 4 amen, I said Lord be merciful unto me, amen, and heal my my soul. Amen. For I have sinned against thee. Isaiah 53 verse 5 says he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Amen. And with his stripes we are healed. Amen. With his stripes we are healed. Those stripes were placed upon his back. Amen. For both the physical amen and the spiritual healing of the mystical body of Jesus Christ. I love what Isaiah says in 57 18. He he said, I have seen his ways and will heal him. I will lead him also and restore comforts unto him and to his mourners. Jeremiah 3 He says, Return, ye back sitting children, and I will heal your backside. Behold, we come unto thee, for thou art the Lord our God. Jeremiah 17, 14. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Are you are you seeing the picture? Amen. Healing is not outside of the atonement. Amen, but healing is on the inside of the atonement. Listen, and whatever is on the inside of the atonement amen is available for you tonight said, it's like you go in a restaurant and they're famous for steaks and he said you go in there and sit down and you say I want a steak he said you've seen it on the menu you've heard the reputation and the waiter comes out and says well we don't have no steaks he said well if you don't have them amen then why are they on the menu amen and that's the way a lot of people have presented this message amen they hear a prophet say amen that there's a healing they hear the prophet say amen that there's a place where a Can go in the Holy Ghost That the devil don't even know what to do with them Amen but so many people have taken Things away from the menu That God never took off the menu Amen I want to tell you this weekend Amen go look at your natural menu There's a lot of good natural food Amen but I want to hold up the spiritual Menu amen of this weekend Before you and on the menu Is deliverance amen on the menu Is the Holy Ghost on the menu Is divine healing on the menu is a miracle. On the menu is an answer. On the menu is a turnaround. On the menu is a change. On the menu is a victory. On the menu is a breakthrough. On the menu is a restoration. On the menu is a revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. Coming personally to you. Listen, I didn't come to tell you what's on the menu and then tell you you can't have it. Amen. But if it's on the menu, it's got your name on it. it's it's on the menu it's got your name on it you say well we gotta wait till tomorrow night and we gotta wait till the next night and then we gotta wait till Sunday morning amen I propose to you right here tonight amen that the God of David and the God of Jeremiah and the Jesus Christ himself can come in this room and can perform the good promise of his word. Listen, you ain't got to wait. Amen. All things are possible right now to them that believe. Listen, I know it's the first night. Amen. But it's not the first meeting. I know it's the first night, but it's not the first winter youth camp. It's not the first meeting you've been in. Amen. Let's just go ahead and let that devil know we're not here breaking ice. Amen. Because there ain't no ice to break. Amen. We're not here trying to get the atmosphere right. Amen. Because wherever the message of the hour has preeminence in a body, amen. The message will create an atmosphere. Listen, this message will create an atmosphere in a jungle in Africa. This message will create an atmosphere in the huts of an Indian village. Well, if the message can create an atmosphere in a frozen tundra in the Arctic, then that Holy Ghost message can come right in this room today and can create an atmosphere for sons and daughters of God out see it and to break out of the troubles in the world. Listen, let's just go and do it. We claim this meeting. We claim it tonight. We claim this meeting for healing. We claim it for salvation. We claim it for deliverance. We claim it for the supernatural. This ain't the devil's meeting and we ain't going to give him one second of it. This ain't the devil's youth camp. This is our youth camp. This is our meeting. This is our anointing. This is our message. This is our hour to be healed. Does, so you might not as well famous. oh yeah I will heal I will deliver I will save this is not a man doing this amen Doing this, I, I love what Hosea says. He said, come and return to the Lord. Amen. Notice this. For he has torn and he will heal us. He has smitten and he will bind us up. Amen. Come on. You say, well, all that was in the Old Testament. Amen. Well, let's go to the New Testament. In the book of Luke, the fourth chapter, the Bible says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me. Amen. To preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me. Amen. To heal the broken." Hearted. listen. I'm not standing here tonight, amen. Under just an invitation from Brother Tom alone to stand here, I am standing here tonight under a burden from the presence of Almighty God to preach unto you that He is the healer of the broken heart, He is the healer of the wounded spirit, He is the healer of a broken and compromised spirit. I don't think we got to leave here sick, amen. You know what? We got leaving with mighty miracles in their flesh. Amen. But their spirits are tore up. They got little things in there. Amen. They got little wounds and little hurts and little cuts. Amen. But I don't believe that on the morning of the rapture, if this bride is going to be sitting in a defeated condition with a healed body and a wounded spirit, with a healed back and a broken heart. But it's a God who can heal the body. If he can heal cancer. If he can heal TB. If he can heal sugar diabetes, Then my God can come into a Friday night youth camp Hey, The word He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, to preach the recovering of the sight to the blind. I love this, and to set them at liberty that are bruised. He sent me to preach healing, he sent me to preach healing to the brokenhearted, to recover the sight to the blind, amen, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. That word heal is a very powerful word. It means to make whole, it means to cure, it means to free from errors and sins. Amen. It means to bring about, amen, one salvation. Look at this word broken hearted. Amen. It is the heart which denotes the center of all physical and spiritual life. Do you realize that your heart, amen, is the center, amen, of all spiritual and physical life. Amen. The soul or the mind as it is the fountain and the seat of the thoughts, Amen. Out of your heart is where your thoughts come from. Out of your heart is where your passions come from. Out of your heart is where your desires come from. Out of your heart, oh, I'm preaching to you. Out of your heart is where your affections come from. Out of your heart is where your purposes come from. Out of your heart is where your endeavors come from. Amen. All these things are coming out of your heart. And you say, well, brother Andrew, Amen." I don't have a purpose. I don't have an endeavor. I don't have an affection. I don't have an appetite. Amen. I don't have a desire. Amen. Let's, let's go to the center of it. Amen. Let's go to that heart. And if that heart is broken, then there'll be a broken desire coming out of a broken heart. If that heart is broken, there'll be a broken appetite coming out of a broken heart. Amen. But if Jesus Christ, the son of God, amen, comes in this building tonight, he still has the ability, amen, to fix the broken heart. I love what David, can we preach tonight? Amen. I love what David says in Psalms 147 verse 3. He said, he healeth the broken in heart, and he bindeth up their wounds. And we might as well preach because some of y'all, amen, I know you're young people. Amen. But I'm just going to tell you what I believe. Amen. We got young people that's been serving God for 10 years, 15 years, 5 years. Amen. And they, in this age we're living in, they have faced as much, amen, as somebody that's been serving God 30 years. Amen. Or 40 years. Amen. It's not because of your age. Amen. It's because of the time that you're living in. You are not living in a time where there's one demon out or there's two demons out. But according to a prophet, you are living in an age where the lid has come off of hell and demon powers are streaming into this earth. Come on, young people. You're not just fighting one devil, you're not just fighting two devils. As a matter of fact, you're fighting 200,000 devils that have been released from the river of. Of Euphrates, they meant to attack this bride. They meant to bind this bride. They meant to break this bride and to bruise this bride. But I am not here under a world council church's anointing. They meant to focus on the two hundred thousand thousand demons that had been released out of the river of Euphrates. But according to my Bible, in the Book of Hebrews, we have come to Mount Sinai, and the Bible says on the top of Mount Sin, Amen. There is a host of angels, and then angels are innumerable. Come on, I can preach right there. You know what you can do? You can number the demons that's against you, but you can't number the angels that's against you. You can number the demons that's against you, but you can't number the says it's an innumerable amount of angels. We can number two hundred thousand, thousand devils. Amen. And I wouldn't be shocked to say that they're right here in this building tonight. Amen. But I want to go ahead and tell that devil on the first night. Amen. There's more with us than there is with you. Amen. There's more with this bride than there is with the spirit of unbelief. There is more with this bride than there is with the demon of doubt. You know why? Because the angels of God are encamped about those who fear his name. That if he is here, he is here to heal, and he is here to heal the broken heart. You said, Brother Andrew, nobody understands Amen the, the, the burden I'm under of a broken heart. Amen. Well, let me just tell you what a prophet said. He said, Jesus never died from a Roman spear, neither did he die, amen, from a nail driven in his hand or his feet. Amen. But he died of a broken heart. Your Lord Jesus, my Savior, Amen, didn't die from the Roman crown of thorns upon his head. He didn't die from the nails in his hands. He didn't die from the spear that was riven in his side. But according to a word prophet, our Lord hung between the heavens and the earth. And he died of a broken heart. Remember, breaks that down. He says, a broken heart of being rejected. A broken heart of being rejected He came to his own And his own received him not Amen He came to his own And his own received him not Said brother Branham I wish I could have stood there that day at Calvary Can you put yourself there for a second I wish I could have stood there that day at Calvary And I would have said Take your hands off of my savior Take your hands off of my lord Amen Take your hands off of my king Brother Branham said Oh my Amen If you would have stood there that day He said, but brother, you're standing in a better place today. You are standing in the presence of a resurrected Lord Jesus. Amen. Who himself has triumphed. Listen, we're not standing at the foot of Mount Calvary. Oh God. Defending our Lord because they rejected him. And put him up on a cross But we are standing here At the foot of Mount Zion Amen. And we are defending the vindicated word That has the power to heal The same as the corporal body Of Jesus hanging on Mount Calvary Had the power to heal Now when you start When you start digging into this uh, We were sitting last night And I pray it's okay to use this And then we were sitting there last night At the table of supper A fellowship And a Sister uh, Joanne just mentioned A quote that she had heard Now, I've actually been studying On these lines for some time But this quote really just Stood out to me In the message Believe us now This Brother Ram will actually say The other day I married a young couple He said When I married them I married them In the middle of, depre- of, the, of the time of depression He said They were poor They didn't have nothing He said Her shoes were so bad He said I wanted to buy her A new pair of shoes But I was afraid It would offend her He said When they got married They didn't have a home To go to They didn't have a fancy car To drive away in He said But I looked at him And I asked them Do you love each other And they said Oh sure So I said Well Well now remember happiness does not consist Of how much of the world's goods you own But how contented you are With the portion that's been allotted to you So that's what it be. I said now there will be times That you all want to see things alike Amen but always remember You're still in love Amen there will be times That you won't always see things alike Amen but remember you're still in love And when you see set in one way And the other one don't I said see give in And if they're wrong it'll show. And after a while it'll be all right. I, I feel like stopping there and preaching for a second. Amen. I think it's time to start confessing that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, amen, after a while it's going to be all right. Amen. Come on, we sing a song back home. It said, after a while the sun's going to shine again. Amen. After a while dark clouds will pass over and we will shout hallelujah. Amen. After a while. See, if you're in the middle of a trial, amen, your vision is so dim by the trial that you're in, that you can't see after a while, it's going to be okay. Amen. When you're in that pressure, when you're under that burden, you can't see, amen, yourself shouting and rejoicing after the trial is passed over. But if you get a revelation that no matter what God brings me to, he's got the ability to bring me through it. And that revelation takes residency in your heart. Amen. That in the middle of the deepest, darkest trial, you will stand up and testify. It's going to be all right after a while. It not it not matter how long it rains, it don't matter how long the clouds hang over, we have got a more sure word of prophecy, and that word says, Amen, He will bring us through it. I said after a while it'll all be alright I said now notice this there's a little bowl in the human heart that is full of golden oil called love if it is ever broken amen it can be healed up amen I want to emphasize that it can be healed up there's a little bowl in the heart of every human and brother Bram said in that bowl is an oil called love he said if it's broken it can be healed up but there'll be a scar there as long as you live I said always give each other amen. and remember that what your vows are now when you look at this you can go to Ecclesiastes 12 and there in Ecclesiastes 12 the very first words of Solomon is a message to the young people he says remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth in other words he's saying if you meet the creator in the days of your youth then when the old years come nigh you amen they will not have enough ability amen through pressure through sickness through trial. Amen. To break you from the relationship that you have received with your creator. He said remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. And then he comes down to verse 6 and says or ever the silver cord be loosed or the golden bowl be broken or the pitcher be broken. Amen. And notice this. Or be broken at the fountain or the wheel broken at the cistern." Listen, we're living in a broken world. We're Come on. I'm going to preach tonight. We're living in a broken world. We're dealing with broken People, there's broken spirits, broken hearts, broken homes, broken families, broken marriages, broken relationships, amen. But we got to realize, amen, its message is the truth or it's not. And if it is the truth, it still has the ability, amen, to heal that which has been broken, it still has the ability, amen, to bind the the brokenhearted. It still has the ability. Oh, well, we might as well go ahead and kick that devil out here and preach tonight, haven't we? Amen. This message still has the power to heal. Now, look at this word broken. It means to crush or to oppress. It means to crush each other. Now, if I had a bowl up here tonight and I set this bowl here, there would be one bowl and it would have oil in it. Amen. There are many ways to break that bowl. There's many ways to break it. I could take my hand and hit it and it would knock it off on the floor and it would crack it. I could put it in the floor and put my foot upon it and it would crack it. I could put it in between something and begin to squeeze against it. And as it began to squeeze against, oh God, as it began to squeeze, it would break it down. There are different ways to break the bowl, but there is only one way to heal it. There are different ways to break it, but there's only one way to heal it. And you know what it's going to take to heal that bowl? It's going to take some glue in the middle of the crack to bring the crack back together, amen, and put the bowl back together, listen, when the bowl is empty, there'll be no love in it when the bowl, it, come on, you know I'm telling you the truth, when the bowl has got a crack in it, it cannot hold milk for your cereal, it cannot hold water for your soup, it, when that bowl has got a crack in it, it cannot fulfill, amen, the purpose that it was made to fulfill, but if a healer comes on the scene if a healer comes, amen, the healer can take the broken And he can take the bomb in Gilead And he can go right direct to where the crack was And he can put some glue on this side And he can put some glue on that side And in a few minutes a broken bowl Will go from being an empty broken bowl To being a bowl restored to its purpose By the healing power of restoration Oh young people I come to tell you We're not leaving here this weekend A bunch of broken bowls But I believe the healing is in the building this weekend in some of your hearts. Amen. Really felt what it should. Amen. I'm just going to preach. Amen. Little hurts, little things comes in. But I want to tell you, amen, you're a new generation. You're a new generation. Then there's got to be a healing to the crack. Now, the prophet said, there's, he said, as long as that bowl's got a crack in it, he said, they can be healed. He said, but now watch, it'll always have the scar. Now, I don't want to get there tonight. I'm going to get there later. But you can heal that broken bowl. Come on. You can heal that broken bowl, and it can come back together and can be mended to a position where it can be set back in service. Bowl wasn't made to lay there broken bowl wasn't made to lay their hurt. The bowl was not brought up on the earth. Amen. To manifest a pressure. To manifest a crack. That bowl has got a purpose. Now that's why David would say in Psalms or Proverbs 4.23 rather Solomon. He would say keep thy heart with all diligence. Amen. Because out of it are all the issues of life. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Now, in Luke 4, I love what Jesus says. He says, He hath sent me. He, the Father, hath sent me. He said, see, oh my, ye both know me, and you know whence I am. And I am not come of myself, but he that hath sent me is true, and whom ye know not. Verse 29 of John 7. But I know him, for I am from him, and he hath sent me. Now look at this word sent. It means to order one to go to a place appointed, that he may be in a state of liberty. So when God sends something, he don't just throw it out. There, but he actually directs it to a specific spot, to where the spot that it's received, it will actually have an impact on the place that receives it. I want to say to you tonight what God is sending to you. Amen. Is bringing liberty to you. Amen. It's bringing liberty to those who will receive it or will accept it. Remember, said Jesus has come to destroy the works of the devil. He said he came to take on himself the full form of man to redeem the full. form Form of man back to God That's why he come in the flesh And in the soul that's right he said Now watch Jesus said amen It's not me that doeth the works but my Father that dwelleth in me Now do you see why that Jesus Amen could not allow Amen what the rabbis said about him What the Pharisees said about him What the Sadducees said about him Amen to put a crack in the bowl Oh God he had A purpose on the earth His purpose was not on the earth to be bitter and to be hateful and to be to be all the time mad and evil come on church amen and to have a bad attitude but God had placed a bowl in his heart that out of that bowl would flow healing would flow deliverance would flow forgiveness would flow salvation come on young people amen and in your heart is a bowl and God has deposited a golden oil of love on the inside of that bowl and you are not here amen to be a walking billboard and to be a face. For rejection. You are not here to be a face for anxiety. Amen. But out of your heart, it's going to flow. Amen. The graces and the virtues and the promises of God in the age that you're living in. Jesus never did tell his disciples. He never told them to preach anywhere or ask the disciples to tell people that they must stay pinned down with sickness. Amen. To obey him. But he sent them. Somebody say he sent them. He sent the disciples. Amen. To liberate the sickness and to preach to those in captivity and to those in bondage amen he come to bring deliverance when Jesus come on the scene he was not coming as the anointing for death and burial he was coming as the anointing amen for life and resurrection that's why there never was a funeral priest in the presence of Jesus Christ that if his divine presence is here amen that I cannot preach a funeral for you this weekend if his presence is here then I cannot take my time in your time to tell you how bad it is and how worse it's going to get and how it's going to get harder. But if his presence is here, then in his presence is his voice and in his voice is the voice of resurrection. And that voice is crying out across this building tonight, Lazarus, come forth. You are not here, amen, to stay in the tomb of depression. You are not here to stay in the tomb of a broken spirit and a broken heart and a broken family. Come on, I'm preaching to you tonight your mama done. And you can't help what your daddy done. Amen. But there's a healer here who can heal the hurt upon your life from what's happened in your families, and your homes. You can't help it. You can't change it. But there's a God here who can heal the hurt. Oh, God. There's a God here tonight who can restore the broken pieces amongst hurts. you got to get your eyes off of the crack. you got to get your eyes because he don't want you to get healed, because when you get healed, your praise and worship will go to another level. He don't want you to pray for it. He don't want you to get healed, because he knows when healing comes into that heart, your faith will go to another level. He don't want you to get healed, because he knows when that healing comes into your spiritual body, amen. that your love and your fellowship and your long-suffering and your virtue and God, it'll go to another level. level of healing well glory to God you say preacher why are you saying this so strong because it's God's will to heal you if I didn't have thus saith a vindicated prophet I wouldn't be able to say that but I have a prophet saying that over and over and over and over it is God's will to heal you you say to heal me physically yes but to heal you spiritually as well Now the promise, the principle of us being here is trying to help you. And the only way that I know, Christian friend, to help you is to get your faith, amen, the best that I know how, by the word, centered on the will of God for you. The best way that I can help you is to take this Bible and this message and to focus your faith on God's divine will for your life and point you in that direction. See, if you can only see that it's God's will to do these things for you, Amen. it's God's will to save you all, and it's God's will to heal you all. You say, then what is this healing you're talking about, preacher? It's a spiritual healing, amen, that comes by God sending his word. Can I say it to you like this? Psalms 107 verse 20 He sent his word and healed them His word was the healing virtue That healed the sickness He said he sent his word And healed them He said and delivered them From their destruction Listen the word will heal you And the same word that heals you Is the same word that will deliver you God don't want you to suffer He wants you to be well Right now some of you all Amen, Are suffering right now You're suffering in your mind. You're suffering in your spirit. You're suffering in your body. But I want to tell you tonight on the first night of this meeting, I want to go ahead and tell the devil I'm not going to back up. I'm going to preach. Amen. God does not want you to suffer. He don't want you to suffer in your mind. He don't want you to suffer in your spirit. He don't want you to suffer in your body. It's God's divine will for you to be well. So because it's his will, he sent his word. He sent his son. He sent his prophets. He sent law. He sent everything today sent the Holy Spirit to continue the ministry oh glory he sent the Holy Spirit to continue the ministry that Jesus did when he was here on the earth it's his will to heal you it's his will to deliver you it's his will to restore you. So he sent his word to heal the people by the word. Now I know that you are very well uh, taught on this point so I'm not going to labor here very long but he always sends his word by his prophets. The Bible says in Acts 10 36 that the word which God sent unto the children of Israel was preaching peace by Jesus Christ that he is Lord of all. Amos 3:7, the Lord God will do nothing but he revealeth his secret and to his servants the prophets now watch the word coming to a prophet Moses Remember what the word sent was? It was to be directed to a specific spot That where it was received Would come into a state of liberty So he sent his word Amen to a specific spot That the people that would receive that word Would move from a stage of bondage Into a stage of liberty And he said see surely the Lord God will do nothing But he revealeth his secrets Unto his servants the prophets So Moses received the word from God And by Moses God sent that word Into the mud pits of Egypt. Egypt and to the children of Israel that would receive the word which God was sending was going to literally draw them out of a condition of bondage into a condition of deliverance. Do you realize that you're in the Bible as much as natural Israel was? You are in the Bible as much, amen, as Moses is. The Bible says in Malachi 4, Behold I, which is God, will send you, which is you, 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 will send you amen, Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and the dreadful day of the Lord The messenger that God sent unto it Amen And that message is the power of deliverance The word always comes by a prophet And always will God always sent his servant to the people But apart from the theologians In order to correct the false teaching Notice this And to lead the people back to God Amen Notice this Their message then is the word itself yeah. The word that God is sending through a prophet messenger is the word itself. Now watch this. The word is speaking the word of God. It's thus saith the Lord. Then when that word comes into the midst of the church, that word will be quickened by the spirit. Amen. In the heart of the receiver. Amen. To bring them to a realization of the power of the message that has been sent to them in this time. Now you all know that Brother Brand preaches a message called recognizing your day and Its message, right? Recognizing your day and its message, he said. See, the bride has recognized the evening light. How many? How many bride members we got here? The bride has recognized this evening light. She has just begun to recognize. He said. The hungry Pentecostals have begun to recognize that them organizations hasn't got anything they was looking for. They're so twisted and tore up. See, it's the time of recognition. Somebody, Amen. Help me preach. It's the time of recognition brother michael it 's the time of recognition amen now you didn 't know you was going to help me preach, but you are look at your neighbor next to you and say it 's the time of recognition. You may have to wake him up, but tell him it 's the time of recognition. Brother Tom, it's the time of recognition. That, that does my heart good, Brother Murphy, to say that. It's the time of recognition. It's the time, amen, that the nation has recognized. It's a time that science has recognized. It's a time the devil has recognized. That he can wreck women. He can wreck the church. He can wreck the people. He recognized it. But at the same time that the nation is recognizing, that science is recognizing, amen, that the government and the church world and the devil is recognizing, is the same time that God has recognized there is a people on the earth that he predestinated to lie, and he recognized that this is the time he meant to send his message Brim said, and he has did it come on young people the people has recognized and the bride has realized that the message of the hour is an unscientific message that has come marching into a scientific age it is an unintellectual message that has come marching into an intellectual age Remember I said what is the evening light message It is a message of faith and promise Come on church Amen. What, did they, what, did, what did the Bible say Keep thy heart Because out of thy heart is where thy faith comes Out of thy heart is where thy desires come Brother Silas out of your heart Is where your appetite and your affections And your perseverance comes from And the devil knows if he can wreck the heart That he can wreck the appetite He can wreck the affection He can wreck the desire Amen. But our God has recognized That he sent a message in this age, and this message is wrecking the devil's plans. The message of the hour is wrecking the devil's plan. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. Amen. Some of you all was running. You was running, Brother Gabriel. You was running as hard as you could. Amen. But God sent a message. And that message wasn't just thrown out in Cloverdale. But that message had your name on it. And that message found where you were. And that message has brought you into a state of liberty. Amen. So preach that, my brother Murphy. Amen. You was just over in China. Amen. But God sent a message and that message knew where to go. That message knew to go to Murphy's heart. And he knew in that heart was a seed. That heart might have had a crack. That heart might have been broken. But God sent a message to a man and has led him from a state of bondage in a led him from the state of bondage into the state of liberty. You say, preacher, I don't understand this. I'm telling you. Amen. It's time to get free. It's time to get loose. It's time to forget the past. It's time to forget what was. It's time to forget what has been and remember what is and what is is the message of the hour. God has sent a message. Oh my. God has sent a message in this hour. He sent a message in this hour. And it's a message of faith in the promise. Then in order to have faith in the promise, He sent a word to restore your faith in the promise of the word. I love this eagle's wings. 1960, or 1957, the eagle in her nest, He said, God help us. He meant to take the wings of the eagle and fly away to every divine promise of God in the Bible. Amen. God help us to take the wings of the eagle And fly away to every divine promise of God in the Bible Now can I just tell you what he said He said that's the reason that insane epileptic boy tonight Is perfectly whole Because his faith was set in the wings Now watch a prophet turn this He said and God packed him He did not carry himself But God packed him from sickness unto health. That's the reason that lovely little woman sits there. And this one back here. They was alcoholics. Can I preach to you? They was alcoholics. They were narcotics users. They were dope fiends and so forth. But it wasn't because they went to the anonymous. It wasn't because they went through a 12-step program. Amen. It wasn't because they did this, that, and they took shots. They didn't do it. They just sat their wings of faith in the promise of God and said, God, you promised. And the promise is mine. And here they are tonight in the right mental conditions. And they're healthy and they're strong. Listen, and the dope and the whiskey is still laying in the gutters. Oh, glory to God. The dope and the whiskey is still laying in the gutter. Amen. Come on, church. The dope and the whiskey is what packed Rosella Griffin into the condition that she was in. But when she heard the voice of the seventh angel through the word that was being sent to to bring healing into her heart, amen, the dope lost its hold, and the alcohol lost its hold, and Rosella Griffin began to raise from the gutter of sin and debauchery and filthiness and corruption, and Brother Graham said, here's she sets tonight, but the dope is not with her, and the whiskey is not with her. And then the dope and the whiskey is still in the gutter. And here sets a group of young people. Oh, come on, church. I propose to you by the message of the hour that when this weekend is over, in the gutters is going to be laying hurt feelings, in the gutters is going to be laying broken hearts, in the gutters is going to be laying broken families, in the gutters is going to be laying the spirits of hell that broke the thing up. And walking in the victory of the promise of God is going to be the recipient of the word that God sent in the age that we're living in. Now, we're living in a day and time of pressure. Everybody agree? It's a day and a time of pressure. Now, you realize that when you look at this word uh, pressure or oppression, there is a root word. I'm preaching to you now. There's a root word. And that word is press, like this: oppression the root word press is there, suppression the root word press is there, depression, the root word press is there. remember said see pressure is on everybody. Listen, from the pastor, to the evangelist, to the deacon, to the trustee, to the Sunday school teacher, to the audio booth, come on church, to to the youngest of the child in the church, they're under some form of pressure. Remember him said, we're living in a neurotic, nervous age. He said, and what does this pressure do? He said, this pressure builds up as the day goes on. As the day goes on, the pressure builds up. Listen, amen. when you wake up at nine o'clock in the morning, amen. first thing, you may face a little bit of pressure. But the pressure you face By the time you get back home Amen at 6 o'clock in the evening Is going to be worse than the pressure That you faced at 9 o'clock in the morning Because all day long Brother Tommy the pressure has been building It's been building on the job It's been building in decisions Amen that pressure has been And as the pressure builds The pressure has got only one purpose He said and that is to break up things Pressure only comes Amen. In a family, in a home In a church, in a marriage In a youth group. The pressure only comes for one purpose and that is to break up things. He said we do things under pressure that we wouldn't do otherwise. He said see there's an excess pressure. So in the seventh age, amen, there is an excess pressure. Amen, notice this. He said that's been built up today. Before I go any further I might say this I believe it's the enemy coming down and it's pressing. He said I believe it's the devil. You know why the devil is pressing? It's because the Coming of the Lord as at hand, we are going through a great age of a pressing time. Now, when you start studying pressure, but said like this, he'll say there's a there's a there's an Israel and there's a church. He said. Now he takes a five part series and he preaches Israel and Egypt, right? Yeah. Then he preaches two parts on Israel, at the Red Sea. Amen. I hate to ask this, but it's maxed out. Can you give me some more? Amen. I'm gonna, I want to steal one of my buddy's words, Wendell Martin. You give me some more, and I'll give you ten dollars. <laughs> God bless you, brother. Wendell. Israel before the brazen serpent, Israel at Cadish Barnia. Israel in the homeland. Now, out. I know that you know this, but I just want to remind you Israel had a homeland and the bride has a homeland See and the homeland of the bride brother says is the message of the hour When you start studying Israel and the church, you will see parallels between the two You will see that Satan is doing everything he can He meant to stop the exodus just like he tried to stop the exodus in natural Israel He said see but he cannot stop this exodus because God is calling this exodus God is calling this exodus. What is this exodus leading the church from? uh, Paragraph, or or, uh, by seed shall possess the gate of his enemy. He said, you know, there's so many people that cannot grasp the word for just a minute. It seems real good to them, but then after a few hours, something comes along contrary to what the seed seemed to tell them, and finally it'll wither and keep it for a few days, but others seem to catch such a hold of it, and they never let it loose. See, Israel had a seed in their heart for an exodus the same way a prophet said this bride has a seed for rapture in her heart And Jesus spoke of this time And he said the seed fell upon stony ground Upon thorns and upon thistles He said but then some fell in good ground Now when you come down in Genesis 15 verse 14 The Bible says Also the nation whom they shall serve will I judge And afterwards shall they come out with great substance Look at this word afflict Amen The, the, The nation is going to afflict them But they're going to come out from under these afflictions With great substance Amen The word afflict means to be occupied it means to be busy with It means to oppress It means to humble It means to bow down It means to be downcast It means to be humiliated It means to weaken oneself So God by a vision told Israel Amen from a long time ago That there's going to be an exodus And he designated a time And exactly how long it would be So the reason the devil was putting pressure upon them Was because the devil knew He was working against the timeline The devil knew knew that the minute Moses recognized the word that was being sent when he recognized the commission that was being ministered to him would be the very minute he would go stand amen at the burning bush and he would receive a faith to fulfill the commission and the prophet said everything Moses lacked amen the burning bush had amen, before he met the burning bush he was a coward who ran at the threat of one Egyptian but after he met the burning bush he went home and saddled up a mule put his wife wife and baby on the back of that mule and a one man invasion went into Egypt and they said Moses what are you doing he said we're taking over he said see God was calling Moses to deliver his children by a word now I want to say this Moses made the people ready when Moses got into the mud pits of Egypt remember said like this he said Moses made the people ready for the exodus by the fulfillment of the vindicated promise when Moses went into the mud pits of Egypt he did not go in there and Look at their circumstances He did not prepare them By telling them how bad the wounds on their back was He did not prepare them by telling them How many more whips that Pharaoh's taskmasters Had made that day But Moses went in there And he went all the way back to Father Abraham And grabbed the vision of deliverance And said young people Elders, old people Whoever you are If you're afflicted, if you're wounded, whatever you are We are here under a vision and the vision says you're going to sojourn here for 400 years, but afterwards you're going to come out with great substance, now when Pharaoh caught wind of what was happening Amen. Israel, brother Tom, was already under pressure, they were depressed, they were suppressed they were oppressed, amen, Pharaoh had already put enough pressure on them amen, that they were dreading the next day to get up. am I preaching anybody they were dreading the next day, they were facing hard times, amen, but most just come in there and he said, listen, we're leaving here. He said, we're leaving this mud pit. This is not your destination. This is not your final place. And Moses began to preach unto them. Amen. The vindicated promise of the word. And as Moses preached that, amen. The seed of Exodus in their soul. Brother Jack began to receive amen. The promise of God. Oh God. Uh, Well, I'm about to shout by myself. You just sit there and watch me. Amen. The seed in their soul was receiving the anointed word that was quickening them for an exodus and all of a sudden amen when Moses come in there Moses was saying what God said and God said you're leaving here when Moses wrote in there he was saying you're leaving here amen but Israel was saying how are we going to leave how are things going to get better how are things going to change but by the time Israel left on the exodus march amen the spirit and the prophet and the bride were all saying the same thing they were all saying We're leaving here. Oh, church and living God. And then God has sent a message in this generation. And the message is not crying defeat. And the message is not crying retreat. And the message is not crying wowsy, wowsy woo and poor pitiful me. But the message is saying, get ready. Some morning we're leaving here. And God sent back... God sent that message to a prophet, which was the seventh angel. And he began to say from 47 to 65, we're leaving here. We're leaving here. We're leaving here. Well, Brother, Brother Branham, it's getting worse, but we're leaving here. Brother, Brother Branham, I'm sick in my body. But for the same God that can heal your body is the same God that can change your body. <laughs> You know I'm telling you the truth Amen. And before long Amen. The spirit and the prophet And then the bride begin to say That's right we're leaving here That's right some morning Our body's going to be changed I'll tell you why the devil hates this fivefold ministry Is because what was being preached In one voice in the 40's In the 50's and the 60's Has now come into the voice of many waters And around the world The four corners of the earth Through the message hub That this church has, has, so, has so diligently put around the world I say, thank you for putting this message around the world like you had. Now there's a world-bound bride who's saying the same thing. Come on, church. If we didn't have this message, China would be saying one thing, Africa would be saying another, America would be saying something, Canada would be saying something, but we've all come under the voice of healing, and the voice of healing is saying, I'm not just going to heal your body, I'm going to change your body, and when everybody begins to say the same thing, the devils begin to back up, Everybody begins to say the same thing. Demons begin to lose their hope. Come on, church. I would called, that we would come in one mind, in one accord, under one spirit, with one vision. Let's start saying the same thing. The message is the truth. William Branham was a prophet. The Holy Ghost is here. Deliverance is here. Healing is here. Miracles are here. the same thing now now I find it very amazing Now, I don't have time to teach this to you so I'm just going to preach it to you when Israel received the message after they received the message the first thing they said let us go worship let us go worship well Pharaoh heard that Israel had got some joy in their camp and he said you know what Instead of the taskmasters bringing the mud to and the straw to make the brick, we're going to make you go gather the straw and bring the straw in and make the brick. Come on, church. You know what Pharaoh done? The Bible says he increased their daily task. As if they weren't already under enough oppression, now he increases their daily task. Amen. I pray i got a little time to work here. He increases their daily tasks. And as he increases their daily tasks, the Bible said, in other words, he says, if you got time to work, worship, you got time to work. I mean, if you got time to go to a four-day camp in the Mountain Baker and, and and get up there and forget you got a job and forget you got college and forget you got all these things to deal with. If you got time to go up there and worship, well you've got time to go up, you got time to work. Amen. Now listen, that may not be a natural voice telling you that, but there's a spiritual voice. See, the voice of the word has been restored by the message. The true voice of worship is back in the bride. And the voice of worship is saying, according to Revelation 8 to 14 that the time has come for king lamb worship but there's some denominational taskmaster spirits that are creeping around the message and they're trying to oppress the true worshipers that are worshiping under the opening of the word or the open book see because after the message is delivered it's time to worship now I'll just say it to you like this even in our church services when the word has gone forth people will sit there and they will underestimate the power of worship after The word has gone forth. Burl said, Listen, he said they raised up their hands in the early church after some godly man gave a message, and they raised up their hands and they praised God and they loved the after effects. They love the after effects of the Holy Spirit bathing through them. What was Israel wanting to do? Israel was wanting to go worship. They were wanting to go enjoy the after effects of receiving the message for Exodus in the middle of bondage. And Pharaoh said, I'm going to oppress you. I'm going to oppress you. See, because worship should be stronger after you receive the word, amen, than before you receive it. Listen, right now, amen, the worship should not be diminishing and decreasing among church. Amen. I'm just going to preach to you. I think our churches ought to be louder after the word than they are before the word. Well that was free of charge I think our services ought to be louder after the word In the middle of the word Than they were in the beginning of the service Listen if your services are on fire Before the word and dead after the word You got the picture backwards But if your services are building the atmosphere And when the atomic word of the hour drops from the atmosphere And begins to release rapture and faith and grace That ought to ignite a worship And the prophet said when you leave the church You should go worshiping him He said then let's go to church amen to worship till you can expel all your guilt and all your shame and throw all the world in his clume out of your spirit and let out of your heart and let Christ come in which is God's satisfying portion what are you saying brother Andrew I'm saying amen that the hour for Israel's healing had come through the voice of the prophet Moses through a message received from God I want to tell you tonight what a prophet said he said oh people rise in the name of Jesus Christ of the Lord and claim Your God given privilege, for the hour is here for you to be healed. Come on, church. Amen. One message healed ever. Taskmaster's wound. What? One message from the pillar of fire. Amen. Healed ever broken. I don't know how many years have Amran and Jacobed been over in the corner praying. God send the deliverer. God send the deliverer. And all of a sudden a little boy who they raised come riding into Egypt and was the voice of deliverance. Amen. They had been praying for it. They had been looking for it. Amen. But all of a sudden Moses stood up and said, My ministry is different. My ministry is to declare your deliverance is here. Your miracle is here. Well, come on, church. Some of y'all right now is praying for a miracle, and it's in the room. You're praying for healing, and it's in the room. You're praying for an answer, and it's in the room. You're praying for deliverance, and it's in the room. You say, well, I don't feel it. It's still here. Brother but I don't see it. It's still here. It's not coming the way that denomination has determined it to come. It is coming through God sending a vindicated one. is here for you to be healed. That's right. To glorify God. The hour is here for you to glorify God. Now, we might as well preach since we're here. Amen. People say, well, we ought to wait to glorify God. Brother, if we don't glorify God now, then when are we going to glorify God? Well, brother Tom, we ought to wait to rejoice. If we don't rejoice now, when are we going to rejoice? I'll tell you what, we're going to glorify God right now. Rejoice right now. You better wait, Brother Murphy. You better wait to preach the message. If now's not the time to preach the message, then tell me when the time to preach it is. But I say unto you, Cloverdale, now's the time to worship. Now's the time to shout. Now's the time to preach. Now's the time to sing. Now's the time to let go and let God have his way. The hour of your healing is here. The hour of your healing is here. Remember, so that's right. Amen. Cut off all formalities. Cut off all the ritualistic religion, and come into the realms of the living God, who can awaken the human soul and bring you into righteousness, into worship of Him in the spirit and in the truth. Amen. Now, for just a few moments, I want to—I want to take a few minutes here as I try to tie this together. I want to say to you. Oppression is real. Depression is real. Suppression is real. The Bible says in Acts ten thirty eight how that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Ghost, and with power, who went about doing good. Notice this, and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. The same oppressing devil that oppressed Israel in Egypt, at the time of deliverance, under the vindicated promised word of an exodus, is the same oppressing devil in the end time, at the time of a rapture, under a vindicated word through a prophet messenger that is oppressing the church. He said, see, the devil oppressed the devil for God was with him. Now look at this word devil. It's false accuser. Has there ever been a time that we're living in an age where there's more false accusations than there are right now? Don't prove them Don't back them up Just tell them But well, we might shout tomorrow night Y'all preach with me tonight Don't vindicate them Don't just tell them Just just go tell them just go, just go say it This must be the truth Now you know I'm telling the truth Because a lie will get around the world two times Before the truth gets its boots on It's an age of false accusation And the devil is the father of false accusation Notice this, he is Satan, the slanderer, the prince of the demons, the author of evil, persecuting good men, estranging mankind from God, and enticing them to sin, afflicting them with diseases by means of demons. Notice this, he will afflict them with with diseases by means of demons who take possession of their bodies at his bidding. So when the devil of oppression comes, he doesn't automatically take possession, but he will start by a disease. Oh, I'm preaching now. He will start by a disease and that disease will be what a prophet called a spirit. He'll call it a tormentor and that tormentor will come on you. Amen. Notice this. Amen. Let him say you got cancer. Let the doctor say you got sugar diabetes. Let the doctor say he found some abnormal disease or some abnormal something and all of a sudden you start. To, <laughs> there comes a torment. Listen, the devil knew he couldn't possess you he meant through pornography. He knew he couldn't get you through false doctrines around this message. He knew he couldn't get to you through other means. So the devil studies you and the devil who is, a, who is an enemy of God who is, a, who is a slanderer who is a false accuser will scoop to a level of sickness upon a body and the purpose of them having cancer is not just to have cancer. It's for the devil to find a way to get into their soul and to change their outlook on life, to change the way they worship God, to change the way they praise God. But I just want to take a few minutes here and say God bless our brother Ron Spencer who stands as a witness in this age, who stands as a witness in this generation. The doctor said, Mr. Spencer, you got stage four cancer. I'll tell you what that was. It was a devil that couldn't get him in the pulpit. It was a devil that couldn't get him at home. It was a devil that couldn't get him in a meeting. So an old dumb devil attacked a servant of God's body and the devil said well surely states for cancer will wear him down But I want to tell that devil that he's stronger tonight than he was the day he received the report You say where is that coming from? It's coming from the spirit that's received the message Come on church hey, Amen if that devil of cancer gets in you Come on you know I'm telling you the truth hey, Amen that old devil will take your praise He'll take your worship But we have got witnesses We got witnesses right here in this building Come on, help me, church. We've got witnesses right here in this building. If the devil has given terrible diagnoses. He's given terrible outlooks online. Amen. But he couldn't. Oh, God. They're still here. They're still standing. They're still believing. They're still preaching. They're still worshiping. They're still singing. Come on, church. Some of you all, amen. Some of you girls sit here in the back. Amen. What about it? What about Brother Murphy's daughter? Amen. That devil knew. Amen. What family she had been raised in. That devil knew what home and what caliber of word that girl had been raised under. And so an old dumb devil attacked her body and said she won't have a child without a medical procedure. But God, who is rich in mercy. Church of mercy, send a into the age of bondage. Come on, church. Enough to break the heart of a young girl. That report's enough to break the heart of a young married couple. Amen. But they stood in a prayer line and a brother Ron had a vision and said they're going to have a child. And a year ago, I'd stand there in the pulpit and say DNA was not there for those squirrels that was created, but the word created the need. And a sister walked out of there and said, With the vision and the word in my heart, I'm going to have that child. And the very next morning, woke up with the material of the So God is still in the healing business. of them right now miracles are in the room, oh yeah yeah heal, healing is here now, now, I just got a preacher in closing it's a spirit named a disease attacks a body that really don't want the body. it wants the soul. You realize Jesus suffered mental oppression. Isaiah 53 He was suffered And he was afflicted Now Can I take a few minutes here I'm sorry I had to preach a little bit Can I take a few minutes here Irm said suffered He said see Jesus suffered with it I suffered With a mental oppression With this stomach condition for years A prophet of God Standing on platforms Night after night after night Praying for people Heal people Delivered people. Mirror, stand in the prayer line and pray for five people, and every one of them get healed of stomach trouble and go out of the building and throw his guts up. Y'all hear me? Couldn't go home and eat what he wanted to. It was a spirit. He said, "You know what? I've suffered. I just suffered mental oppression for seven years. It comes all my life." He said, "That's where I'm at now. Seven, eight. I was distressed. I cried." I begged and I pleaded. Now, what is he, what is he up against? He is battling the demon of oppression. Now, Brother Brown describes to us, amen, amen. He describes to us, amen, the appearance of the demon of oppression in demonology. He says a demon of oppression seems to be more of a cloud form, like a wave. He said, and it just makes a real funny sound when you're in that other dimension. To see the spirit. Now see, the demon of oppression comes in and it begins to bind and it begins to halt. Question and answer is sixty-four. Question two ninety. Brother Branham, I I, I want to give this to you. Brother Branham. What shall we do? something has settled over me that I cannot break through last fall I dreamed I was lost in white sand it was getting dark I couldn't find my way this dream has stayed with me since last fall now I'm on now'm now I am as one groping in darkness my son Irvin and his wife were included in my dream now they are in they are also in darkness we are in desperation I believe God will show you what is in our hearts right now if we're wrong or sin. Him. Please tell us we want to be right. Lady, that here is your trouble. You have let something happen to you that's made you nervous. You have Are you hearing me? You have let something happen to you that's made you nervous because being in white sands only represents purity and righteous and you're just letting Satan put one over on you. Your dream proved there's nothing wrong. See, you're only nervous. Her only problem was she was nervous. Now watch. And by this, by your nervousness, and by you doing this, and by you thinking this, you're making the rest of your family nervous. Stop doing it. Claim your God-given right. Your dream proves by the interpretation that you are in white sand. Everything's all right. It's you yourself. You're nervous. Now watch how this happens. If you let one member of the family get nervous, it goes to the next member. And the next member. And the first thing you're all fussing and going on. And one member of the family kind of gets upset about something. It upsets the other and the other and the other. And you know the first thing the whole family is upset. And he says, it is Satan. But come on, church, if a demon of nervousness and a demon of anxiety can come into a family through a mother who had a dream, who is groping in darkness, the prophet said, then if one member of the family rejoices, then the next member will rejoice. Don't you let that gloomy, unbelieving spirit get around you. You are Christians. You are born to the Spirit of God. Come on, church. You are the salt of the earth. Listen, you have God-given rights. What does the spirit of oppression do? The spirit of oppression begins to break the whole body down. Now listen, there were people stood. I'm preaching to you, young people. You're living in an age of oppression. There were people stood in Brother Bram's prayer lines, and they had heart trouble. They had stomach trouble. They had had back trouble, kidney trouble, all kinds of trouble. And the prophet didn't trace it back into a gene or a bloodline. He said, no, it's a spirit of oppression. He said, all right, the thing of it is you're really trouble. You're suffering from a nervous breakdown. You're having some kind of mental scruples in your mind. It's oppression from Satan. This has been going on for some time. It's caused your body to get weak. Your heart is weak. You're in a very bad shape. By this, your whole family is about into a breakdown. Sir, you've been waiting for a word, haven't you? Oh, here comes the healing in the room. Sir, you've been waiting for a word. The brother says, yes. Do you accept my word? Yes, sir. Then in the name of Jesus Christ, I send you home to be well. That devil's done come out. Hallelujah. Are you believing? Are you hearing me? What is that evil spirit doing? He's looking for somebody to believe his lie. A demon of oppression will begin to oppress and oppress and oppress. And he'll start telling you, I've got you. He'll start telling you, I've got you. But remember, said, watch. He said, the demon of oppression. He said, the demon of possession. He said, he's got you. He said, see, but the demon of oppression, he's trying to get you. Can I leave you with this tonight? But remember, said, that discernment here standing and watching this oppression spirit on the wife." I'm preaching to you, young people, because the devil will try to get into your family through you. He'll try to get into your church for you. Yeah. And the only thing it is, is a spirit. Yeah. Yeah. He said down about Mississippi down there in the Southlands. I see you. And you're bothered with a real disturbance. It's a mental disturbance. It's an oppression. And you're the wife of a minister. And your husband has got the same thing. That's what caused you to be this way. That's right. And you're having family trouble, upright, ready for a divorce. Your husband is kind of possessed, possessed. He's let Satan come in, and take him over. That's right. Do you believe now? Well, go on your road back rejoicing and be happy. And may the evil spirit go out and never bother you again. Brother Andrew, what are you saying? I'm saying the devil is trying to possess you by oppressing you. But healing is here. See, the devil does not want that atmosphere to get right does not want that channel to come open. He does not want you to see that God can do no more for you than what he's already done. Are you hearing me? He can do no more for you than he's already done. I remember, I'm just going to close with this tonight and say this. Many people sit and they wonder, what is happening? What is going on with me? What is this problem? What is this condition? Just the other day in a prayer line, I'll share this with you in the prayer line the other day. In a meeting, a young man, 27 years old, comes up for prayer. He says, Brother Andrew, he says, my whole life I've suffered with lower back problems. He said, I've never injured my back. I've never hurt my back. He said, I've never. He said, the doctors can't find out what's wrong. He said, but while you were preaching, he said, on these spirits of oppression, he said, I begin to realize I've been under oppression of things in my life. And he said, that spirit of oppression is breaking my body down. See, this is not a picnic. It's a spiritual warfare. It's a spiritual battlefield. Right here tonight, you're in a battlefield. There's a little bowl in your heart. There's a little bowl in the human heart that God puts there for love, for long-suffering, for patience, for forgiveness. But if the devil can come in there and through pressure crack it, all because he's trying to gain possession of your life. But I propose to you tonight. There's a healer in the room. There's a healer in the room. The devil's not going to get you. If he was going to get you, he'd have done got you when he had a chance to get you. But he didn't get you, and he can't get you because God done got you. And if God done got you, he got you for deliverance. He got you for this rapture. Well, Andrew, what are you saying as the musicians are coming? He says, listen, the oppression. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, the children of Israel out of Egypt. He said, look at this oppression. See, it means to squeeze. It means to press. It means to oppress. It means to try and weaken. I love this handwriting on the wall. Now, one day a broker came by and he saw a bunch of slaves. They were working on a certain plantation, a hundred more slaves, and they were sad. Why were they sad? Because they were away from home. He said many times they had whipped them because they wouldn't work. They thought they would never go home again. Babies, they would never see. Papa, boo devil. Papa and mama, they'd never see. Their relation, they would never see. And they were very downcast as it's so easily to become, especially When you're oppressed See that spirit of oppression If it's hanging over you And it's tormenting you And it's binding you And it's haunting you And it's making a real weird funny noise As it's coming around you He said it's trying to make you downcast He said that's what the devil likes to work on you And oppress you You know That's a trick of the devil to oppress But when the Christian (laughs) Well Andrew But when the Christian knows his legal rights How many Christians have we got here today? knows his legal rights, you can quote the word of God and say, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Amen. That will take all the oppression away. Amen. And the clouds begin to clear back. But if you just know that God has promised and God's faithful, he can keep his promise or he would have never promised it. Amen. Are you hearing me tonight? Amen. Will you say this with me? It's a spirit. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. It's a spirit of oppression through a sickness trying to gain possession of a body. I, I'll say it to you like this. Our pastor, Brother Sean Martin, his father, Brother Duran Martin, God bless him. An uh, uh, elder in this gospel preached this message for, for years, stood for this truth. Can I tell you what, what this message will do for you young people? Amen. Several years ago, he began to notice a shake in his hand, just a, just a small little shake. Went to the doctor and the doctor said it was Parkinson's. So, Brother Sean hears the diagnosis. Brother Sean starts doing a study on Parkinson's through the message. Brother Bram calls it a slow killer. Brother, Brother Duran, bless his heart, his hand would just start shaking. It's just off, just out of control. But he never quit preaching. He never quit singing. Played the guitar like, I mean, just a per- perfectionist guitarist. Played the guitar. He's up there playing, hand shaking. So, they do a surgery on him to go in and put a machine in his heart, his brain that'll stop the tremors from the Parkinson's. But before he had the surgery, we was having drive-in meetings during the COVID shutdown. And during that shutdown, Brother Duran took a Sunday morning for us in the, that drive-in meeting. And Brother Tom, they had to help him to the platform. They had to help him get up there. When he gets to the platform, he's standing there and his hand's shaking and he's just a preaching away. And he's talking about the invincible power of the word coming into the body. And he says, see, God sent this message to you. Right there in his own body afflicted with a slow killer that's trying to oppress his spirit, oppress his body, take control of him. He said, and God sent this message to you. And he said what Brother Bram says in spoken word. He said, when you really recognize the truth of the thing, he said, you're absolutely undefeatable in the promise of the word of God. And I watched the Holy Ghost come down on a man suffering with Parkinson's and step out there and say, I feel like Caleb tonight. I feel like Caleb tonight. What are you saying? I'm saying that devil can't get you because God's done got your soul, young people. There's a broken heart in there tonight. There's a God to heal it. No matter what you go through, your soul will testify God is here. Won't you stand to your feet with us tonight? I pray I hadn't preached you out on the first night. God's spirit can still heal the broken heart. How many of you agrees with me on that? Well, that was more than two or three. That was more than a few. I think I've seen about every hand in this building go up. God can heal a broken heart. How many wants the Lord to heal that heart tonight? I was in in a service one time and a young lady came up for prayer. She said, Brother Andrew... She so what I've been going through, she says, she just told me some things in her family and stuff. She said, see, it's broke my heart. And these were her words. She said, I've been hurt. She said, but I want to love again. I want to love again. I want to forgive again. Friends, this message is real. That's what this message comes to do in the heart of humanity. Listen, don't let nothing you're going through take possession of you by oppressing you because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You believe that tonight? I want you bow your hearts with us tonight. He's the healer of the heart. He's the healer of the heart. Listen, you may be sitting here tonight as a young person. And that bowl in your heart it's broken that little bowl in your heart that was placed there by almighty God a little golden bowl for there to be love and for there to be all of love in that bowl that it's broken now you know in the natural the engine in your car is what you could call the you could call the heart of your car. If that engine don't have oil in it, if that engine don't have the right oil amount in it, it won't function. It'll stall out. It'll break down. It won't, it'll blow up. It'll it'll do all kinds of things. Just because it don't have oil. Friends, tonight, on the first night of this meeting. Won't we, pull into, won't we pull into the auto garage of Almighty God tonight? So I spoke to you Wednesday night on that countdown. I find it very amazing that Brother Branham would preach the countdown and he would use the modes of transportation. He would use the modes of transportation and he would top humanity in the modes of transportation. And right here tonight is a group of young people And I believe there's a golden bowl in every heart here tonight. I believe there's a little bowl in there. Now, maybe you've been through some wrecks in your young life. You've been through some letdowns or some hurts or some disappointments, some oppressions, some afflictions, some squeezes, whatever it be. And that little bowl got a crack in it. And maybe the oil's been leaking out. Maybe the oil's been leaking out. Maybe you can't believe like you used to. It's not that you're backslid. You just need some oil back in that bowl. Maybe you can't worship like you really want to. It's not that you're lost. You just need some oil back in that bowl. Maybe somebody done something to you in a friendship or a relationship. You can't fellowship with people like you should and you can't love your brothers and sisters like you should. You're not lost. You're not serpent seed. You just need the Lord to put some oil in that bowl. But it's going to take a healing. On this first night, this altar is open. If anyone would like to come and just kneel down and say, Lord, I, I want this crack healed in this bowl. Maybe you didn't even know it was there and God would send the word here tonight. God would send the word here tonight to show you that there's a bowl in your heart. It's got a crack in it. The oil's leaking out. Hallelujah. Different ones coming tonight. They're not coming to be seen. They're not coming to be heard. They're coming and asking God, Oh God, would you... Would you refill this bowl in my heart? Would you heal this broken heart? Hallelujah. 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 Heal this broken heart tonight. Maybe you're standing there in the back and you just want to set your hands up to the Lord and say, Lord, I may not be a camper. I just this may be here as a counselor. I may be here as a, as a worker but Lord I need some oil in the engine tonight I need some grace to keep persevering maybe you're here and you received a bad doctor's report the doctor's told you some bad news but the Lord would send a word to you tonight to tell you that the devil will stoop to the level of sickness <laughs> to take possession of your soul now in the maniac of Gadara the way he gained possession in that man's life was he told a lie when he went home and then he told another lie and then he told another lie and the prophet of God said he was a good family man he said but before long those demons had so possessed him that it drove him from his house to the tombs now the way the devil gained possession in the maniac of Gadara's life was through a lie remember he said maybe he drunk a little bit maybe he smoked maybe he done something like that that's how the devil gained possession in his life but maybe that devil studied you tonight and he knows that he can't gain possession in your life through a cigarette he knows he can't gain possession in your life through an alcoholic beverage or a recreational drug or He can't gain possession in your life through sports or something. But that devil's found a sickness or maybe a little issue in your home or in the church or around you. And he's gaining possession by that. Heavenly Father, as I stand before this crowd of people tonight, I stand before a group of young people. Lord, they're not just young people taking up space in a youth camp. They're not just young people standing here tonight, Lord. Lord, trying to just get a, a little touch from you or a little feeling. But Lord, they're standing before you tonight, dear God. Lord, they're standing before you as Christians. And Lord, they've, got, they've been given God-given legal rights. Lord, your word has exposed the devil tonight. Your word has exposed the tricks and the tactics and the, and the plots and the schemes of Satan. And Lord, as we join our faith together tonight. I serve a vixen notice on every demon in hell that's oppressing. <laughs> every demon in hell that's tormenting. Every demon in hell that's haunting and binding the hearts and lives of your people. We serve a vixen notice on it tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, as we join our faith right now, I speak healing over every broken heart. Father, I take this message, the word that you sent in this generation. And I speak healing right direct to that little bowl in the human heart with a little bit of oil of love in there. And I say, oh God, may you find the broken bowl. And may you take the bomb in Gilead. May you you take the glue of the Holy Ghost. And may you go right direct between those two cracks in that bowl. And may you begin to bring them back together. May the warmth of the Holy Spirit. May the the grace of Almighty God that's permeating through this room. May it begin to draw those little two broken pieces back together. May it begin to draw that broken bowl, Lord. Or maybe maybe a sickness in the family. Maybe a, a discouragement. Maybe a disappointment in life. I don't know what broke that bowl but Lord I'm asking you tonight dear God in the heart of every human Lord in the heart of every believer here tonight if that bowl is broken oh God may your ball, may your grace may your love, may your may your anointing may it come down and bring those bring that crack back together now Lord there'll be a scar there Father Your prophet said that scar will always be there. But Lord, I want to say tonight, Lord, as I've been studying today, that a scar, a scar is not just the evidence of a wound. It's the evidence of a healing. (laughs) Hallelujah. A scar is not just the evidence of a wound, but a scar is the evidence of a healing. And Lord, the devil would love to remind them by that scar of the wound. He would love to remind them by that scar of what happened and what hurt him and who let him down and who disappointed him. But oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray the power of the Holy Ghost tonight would turn their attention from the remembrance of the wound to the healing of the virtue of Almighty God that healed that broken heart. You sent your word. You sent your son. You sent the law. You sent grace. You sent prophets. You sent your message to heal the broken heart. Now, Father, have your way among your children tonight. Lord, may this be a night of healing for every young person. Oh, God. May this be a night of healing for every young person. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah may this be a night of healing for every marriage for every family in this building for those listening by the way of the internet for those at home those that can't be here Lord right there in their homes may they kneel down and let this be a night of healing in their home may this be a night of healing in their oh God in their souls Hallelujah. hallelujah 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 in the name of Jesus Christ In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, 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 maybe some of you young people here tonight, you say, brother Andrew, I'm not married. Maybe you're in a courtship. Maybe you're engaged. Maybe you're just newly married as a young person here. Maybe the hurt has not come from a disagreement in marriage, but maybe something the devil attached to your life as a child, that he would love to carry you into a marriage that would destroy your marriage or break it. But there's a healer here tonight. We don't need a psychology book to heal marriages in this family, in this message. We don't need a psychiatrist to come into the pulpit and hand out a 12-step program on how to heal brokenness. We need the healer. Hallelujah. We need the healer of the broken heart. Anointed. Oh, anointed Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord that healeth our physical being. I am the Lord that healeth our spiritual being. We invite him to come in the room tonight and perform his healing. In the name of Jesus.
3: our people. There's broken pieces tonight that are going to be mended this evening. It's your time, it's your moment, it's your healing. Oh, may we not miss it. We don't want to miss the moment as we spoke a little while back. This is the hour when your ball can go amend mended. supernatural super glue. A super God with a super word can mend us a ball and bring a super healing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to sing I speak the name of Jesus. Song for the congregation. I speak the name of Jesus over you. Amen. I speak healing. I speak deliverance over oppression, over depression, over suppression. It's in Jesus' name there's healing. It's by the word of this hour there's healing. Amen. Let's sing that tonight to Him. Amen. Go ahead for I just want
0: to speak.
1: Yeah.
3: Virtual reality device that I was playing around with for other reasons, and I thought, oh, maybe I just bring a little, uh, you know, show people. Some people have never tried that before, <laughs> and I just thought about that. No, it's not virtual. God doesn't make your desires a virtual reality, a temporary gobble set that you put on and you stick it in there, and suddenly that's what the devil's tries to do—make you kind of feel like you're temporary there. But you take it off and you're really not. But God makes desires reality, tangible in this dimension. Amen? He's not a God of virtual. He's a God of now. He's a God of present. Amen. I said, God, don't put no virtual goggles on as this counts. Hey Amen. If you had a desire, I know there's a class that wrote down some expectations at school. Every one of you is gonna go back to that little box wherever it is. Amen, because if you put that before God, He saw you write that down. He saw the desire in your heart. And He is a God of reality. Amen. So you know who each one of you are because you're in this audience tonight. Amen. You will leave this camp with reality manifested. Amen. You go to that box, you say, Yep, not virtual. <laughs> that ain't virtual, that's real. Amen. Amen. My goodness. I'm just soaking it in. Amen. You know, go, when you walk out these doors, even tonight, treasure yes. the little ball that's now mended. You go thanking him for the mended ball, And don't ever pick up the hurt again. Don't you go back and crack your bowl that God mended. Don't yes. bring it back. Yes. It's done. Amen. I mean, God, I know, I know that there's a lot of, there are hurts. I know there's situations. But tonight, if you if you were really honest before God, you came at a spontaneous move. Who's here that would just let the altars open better, Andrew said. was dealing so deeply. Amen. It's mended. Amen. It's mended. The healer passed by our way. Amen. What an evening. I need to go to my other notes. I was going to skip back to there. I told Brother Thomas, a good thing you didn't ask me to close on Wednesday night because I would have preached. I had many, many notes. I want to speak. I want to actually sing very just tenderly because Brother Ryan mentioned it tonight. And I, I know we might not know the words, but those that do, sing them loud. But I want to speak, sing only you, Lord. Only you. Because in that second verse, it's, as Brother Ryan said, in his presence, there is healing. You don't realize that every statement at this service was spoken. And you think, oh, that's just happenstance. Oh, God just preparing laying a word down so it plant something you start to think about that then he brings a word that's right in line with where even the songs were you think that's happenstance no that's God because he cares for me and you and so I just want to sing to him Lord only you Lord so technically this is one of my favorite songs Amen services. Tomorrow morning is a bit of a different service, maybe a little bit of a different format maybe tomorrow when we come in. But he's a healer. And this weekend, this is the theme. He's here to heal.
1: He's here to mend. Heavenly Father,
3: Lord, I just feel I'm right on the edge, Lord. Lord, my seat and just an expectation, Lord, what are you doing amongst us right now, Lord? Lord, I'm I, I, just praying, Lord, that we can be so sensitive to your, your leading and how you're dealing and stirring. Lord, your prophet, Lord, he'd come at the end of a service, Lord, in a healing line, or when, he, Lord, you'd be discerning the hearts. He'd just ask the people, Lord, just to be still, just, just don't move. Because Lord you you're a gentleman Mr. Branham said Lord and so Lord I, I pray tonight I don't, we don't want to disturb you with what you're doing tonight Lord you're tenderly moving amongst the people Lord you're, you're reaching deep into the regions of hearts Lord areas that maybe have never been uncovered before so Lord we don't want to disturb you tonight we want to allow you to continue to touch and heal those areas, Lord. Maybe there's hurts that still need a little uncovering. Maybe there's mending, Lord, that still needs to be done. This is your atmosphere; that your presence is near us. And Lord, as we've sung the song, only you, Lord, would you be the fountain that. Lord those that are here would run to Lord not some thing of the world or some desire of the world that's just temporary but Lord there's an eternal one present that can heal the broken hearted tonight Lord as we've heard so Lord as we would just linger now in your presence not closing the service but Lord just desiring that you would continue to move and to deal with the hearts here as we sit in your presence. That Shekinah glory that budded, Lord, brought life to Aaron's rod because it was in the presence of life. So, Lord, it would each one here. Lord, if we would just linger in your presence, Lord, that life would start to spring forth, we pray. Bless Brother Andrew tonight as, Lord, he would go and rest for the services tomorrow and Sunday. Lord, we'll be pulling, Lord, knowing, Lord, with an assurance that you have a specific mind for us this weekend, Lord. We want to attain every aspect you have. So, Lord, continue with us this evening. Brood over your people in Jesus Christ. apples here for you to linger for us to sing, pray, whatever you feel you need to do, and may God bless you.